I think not only does it cause you to have that comparison, but I think it also can cause you to not be content in the life you have. And I think we have this society uh, mindset in our society where people are constantly chasing after something else. And I think it's important to have a balance of growth and thriving for more, but also to be grateful and content with what you have. If it's not a balance, you can find yourself on this hustle, you know, wheel where you're going nowhere. You're just spinning in circles trying to get something, but you're never satisfied. Hey there, it's me, Rainy Howard, and welcome to the special episode of The Rainy Howard Show. You know what? I don't think we realize the real impact of toxic emotions. I think we just think, oh, I'm just feeling this way. No big deal. But I don't think we really understand how much toxic emotions can impact our entire life. Yeah, because toxic emotions can really change your perspective on life and how you interact with people and what you expect from life. It can change your vibe. It can change you and your character and the way people see you, the way you show up and appear in life. So I'm super thrilled to talk about this topic and just how to really eliminate toxic emotions. First and foremost, the number one thing we're going to talk about is limiting your time on social media. Yeah, that's that's very important. Yeah, let's talk about how can limit your time on social media remove toxic emotions. Yeah, I think one thing that people really got to understand is that social media can be fun and stuff like that for a little bit when you kind of own it and stuff. But just the access to seeing so many highlights in people's lives naturally bring about comparison. Yeah. And that comparison can have you feeling kind of bad about yourself. If you don't see your life kind of, you know, in a good standing or you feel like you desire some of the things that you're seeing on the screen and all of those things. Like it's an unhealthy comparison that you can start developing just from watching so many others live their lives, which can be like mainly highlights for real. Right. But you can be like, dang, I want to go on this trip or man, I wish I had this type of car or I wish I was eating this type of meal or, you know, all of that stuff, just unhealthy comparison to others. You know, I think that sometimes it comes just naturally from watching people so much, people doing things. It's not something it's like, oh, I'm a strong person. I don't really do that. I think everybody is subject to at some point comparing themselves if they dwell in a social media platform where all they doing is viewing other people in their life. Yeah, I agree. I think not only does it cause you to have that comparison, but I think it also can cause you to not be content in the life you have. And I think we have this society uh, mindset in our society where people are constantly chasing after something else. And I think it's important to have a balance of growth and thriving for more, but also to be grateful and content with what you have. If it's not a balance, you can find yourself on this hustle, you know, wheel where you're going nowhere. You're just spinning in circles trying to get something, but you're never satisfied. 
Right. And just think about how people post on social media anyway. I think if you live in a life where you feel like you don't have something that's post worthy, then you might get caught up in, you know, trying to false flag or fake it till you make it to get that reaction from other people. Yeah. You know, that same reaction that you're giving them, you're trying to get that same reaction from somebody else so that they can affirm you. Right. And make you feel good about your own life. Whether you live in a life that you desire or not, you're seeking for that affirmation because you're comparing yourself to the life that somebody else is living. Yeah, I think the thing about social media, I think it's best to be a contributor more so than just consumer. You got to be careful with social media because consuming too much of it can be toxic. Yeah. Um, but it's different when you look at it from a contributor standpoint and you look at how can I add value to this platform and you're on social media to inspire others and then you're also inspired. Right. By others. And I think that has been the best way for me to be on social media because I'm on like what every social media. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube, you know, and I'm on there and my focus is adding value. Yeah. You know, and really connecting with my audience, connecting with my readers. But it's from a standpoint of how can I add value? And that's how I looked at it. And that's really what has helped me to thrive through social media. And then I hear other stories of people that have been depressed because of social media. Right. So I really do agree that you got to be aware of that. What is another thing that can cause you to, well, how it can help you to eliminate toxic emotions? I think another thing that you can do that can help you eliminate toxic emotions is just saying no when things don't bring you joy and being able to say no when you get that uneasy feeling. I feel like it ties back into social media. I think you can start back, not all of it, but there's a piece of it that's connected to social media and that you can start consuming and feeling like I'm looking at stuff I enjoy but in that moment when your emotions start to shift and you start feeling you know these negative feelings of discontentment about yourself at that point you need to pinpoint and say I need to get off right I need to get off of here right I'm spending too much time on here now I'm not just enjoying it now now I'm starting to complain about myself right you know and I think that that goes in everything in your life I think when you feel like you're in a space where you're doing things that you don't enjoy that don't bring you joy and you forcing yourself to be in certain environments and to have certain experiences, you know, I think that's when you need to say, you know what, let me step away from this because it is not bringing me the emotion and the satisfaction that I really desire. Right. I heard Oprah talk about this before. She talked about in the early years of her career, she struggled with saying no and people would ask her to do things. She said she was asked to go fly to Africa to have like a five minute speech for a nonprofit organization. And she said yes, because she didn't want to turn them down and she didn't want them to be mad at her. She said, but it. she was so exhausted. She flew all the way there for a five-minute speech and then left and had to get all the way back home at a certain time. And she was just saying how she felt herself so depleted because she struggled with people-pleasing. Yeah, And she had a hard time telling people no. And she said she learned to let go of that eventually. And she said she even had to turn down 
around Stevie Wonder. <laughs> you know, yeah. he asked her to do something. She had to say no to him. And she said, and he was like, okay. And she said she couldn't believe how easy it was and how he wasn't mad or bothered or anything. And she was like, oh, okay. You know, and so she said she just began to say no because she had to prioritize her time and her energy and just know what she could and couldn't do. And she couldn't say yes to everyone. Right. You know, and I think that's so important to understand what is necessary and what's not and how to say no. I think, you know, if you struggle with people pleasing, that can be very hard. And that was something I had to overcome. I know you never struggled with saying no, right? That's not true. Oh. I, I spoil a lot of y'all in the house. Oh. So it's an indication that I don't say no as often as one may believe. I thought you was good at it because you would tell somebody call you up. Can you like, no? Well, no. I mean, it's something I can say. I don't struggle with, you know, saying it at all. I mean, because mm-hmm. I can say it now. Right. <laughs> I right. have no problem telling somebody no. But I think at the same time, it's a way to find a balance in it. And, you know, especially when it comes to you mentioning people, please. And I think sometimes people got to understand that the ability to say no is not a four letter word to say no. And you don't have to take it personal if somebody don't agree or like the fact that you just don't feel like doing something in a specific moment. You know, that's the way to keep yourself at the top priority and not drag yourself into doing something that you're going to dread doing that you're not going to want to be at, you know, but it's really a protector for you. Yeah, that's so good. And speaking of protecting yourself, one of the biggest ways that I release negative emotions is through journaling the stress away. That has been something that I've been doing since I was probably in middle school Mm -hmm. (laughs) or maybe elementary school. I don't know when it started, but I was very young. But my journaling level and skills have really evolved since then. Like when I lay down at night and if I feel like I did a lot and I feel like, you know, tired and I feel like I really pushed myself and I can feel those emotions. I just developed this technique where I just journal whatever's on my mind, even if it's negative. I allow myself to just get it all out. Mm -hmm. Like next, a lot of times we stop ourselves from saying negative things and all of that because we feel like, oh no, I can't say that. I know what that do. But sometimes you got to release the negative thoughts and why am I feeling so depleted? I overworked. I I did this. I'm tired. I don't believe that things are going to come around. I'm having doubt and let it out. And one of the things that I've discovered in my journaling, just letting that out, I'm exposing those thoughts. So I'm shining light on what's in me. And that way I can look at it and say, that's not true. And that's a thought. That's not my thought. That's not my truth. And so after I let it all out, let all the negative thoughts out in my journal, then I journal. I look at what I said and I journal what I choose to believe, what I choose to stand on, what I choose to move forward in my life. And then when I do that, I feel like I just released a whole heavy burden of energy. Yeah, And that has been life changing. And actually, I can feel my energy leaving my body because I'll start journaling in the bed and I'm like up and feeling like I can't sleep. And once I'm done, I'm like so relaxed. I can feel myself get so relaxed and then I find myself just dozing off. And it really, it's amazing how emotions and energy and thoughts can weigh you down and keep you up all night. Yeah. And just releasing that stuff just by writing it down, it can just like free you. Yeah. I believe that it is so beneficial. For me, I haven't, you know, been, I'm not like you where I had that experience of always writing stuff down. I think when we were in college, Mm -hmm. I got a journal. 
journal because I knew it was a bunch of folks with journals. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to give me a journal too. I'm going to be <laughs> writing stuff down. I still have that journal mm-hmm. today, halfway full. <laughs> I have not wrote all the pages, none of that in this book because I just some don't people, sit down yeah, you and, know, and some don't people write. just don't write. <laughs> don't and I write tell, like I say that it's not for everyone, but it, it's just something that works for some people who are comfortable with. But that. one thing that I do I, that have been beneficial from a journaling perspective is the gratitude journal that yeah. I use, and the gratitude journal that I have it has prompts, and I think that's what helped me because yeah. sometimes sitting down with the book like my original <laughs> journal just with lines on the page it's like oh i can't think of nothing to put down (laughs) but the fact that this book has specific questions and specifically gratitude related questions yeah which i feel are helpful from the standpoint of uh, redirecting whatever thought i may have had that was negative i'm redirecting it to something i'm thankful i'm grateful for something i'm looking forward to something that i'm grateful for experiencing Mm-hmm. And that's what has helped me to redirect my thoughts through journaling. Yeah, just the one-liners, the prompts, and things like that. I think we should create one. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking the same thing. You know, I think it has been really beneficial. And I will say, you know, unlike the book, the journal I got in college, this was the first book that you uh, actually that I actually finished. finished. I you know, know. when I'm it comes to proud. writing through all of the pages, like I actually finished this book, writing all the way through. Yay! <laughs> I'm super proud of you. Good job on that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so what is another way that you release negative emotions? I think another way that I use to release negative emotions is by getting outside and getting active. You know, I think so often we are consumed with the responsibilities of working, jobs, and life. And sometimes we just neglect to get out and take a breath in the fresh air. You know, whether it's taking a walk outside and just feeling the breeze or for me, it has been participating in in sports activities and playing softball and getting together with friends and working out together. And, you know, we work out together, Mm -hmm. Uh, just getting out and being active and doing something that has nothing to do with all the other things like the job and the work and all of that stuff. But being able to do some of those things and get that fresh air, get that vitamin. And just separate from all of those other responsibilities. What about you? I would say laugh. I like to turn on comedies. I like to just laugh at silly stuff. You know, Mm. I find a good comedy and I would laugh and that helps to release some of the negative energy, toxic energy, just to just laugh. Yeah. Laugh. Laughter is really medicine. I feel it's emotional medicine. And I think you can feel your vibration change just from laughing, you know. Yeah, it's good for your mind, your body and your spirit. And it gets your mind off of whatever you may be stressed about whatever you're dealing with but really just to have a little fun (laughs) so yeah laughing is important to me i think that's something you do a lot too oh yeah i enjoy having a good old time and watching comedy comedy, right you know i do that when say it's like downtime you know sometimes people listen to podcasts like this one it's great to listen to podcasts you can continue to listen to the raining hour show on a regular basis i know Uh, you know sometimes (laughs) i listen to comedy ones yeah you know where Uh Uh where they are, uh, you know, just kind of busting jokes throughout just the show and stuff like that. You know, especially in moments where I want something a little lighthearted. 
Yeah. You know, same way, you know, I think it helps right. to build up your spirit and, you know, have you laughing in moments where, say, you may be doing some work or something like that, get you smiling a little bit in the midst of doing something challenging, mm-hmm. you know. So I think laughter is very important. It's so important. It's it, very it, important. It's very important. And another thing is to learn how to trust yourself more than you trust others. I think that's a really big one as far as like eliminating toxic energy or negative emotions because when you learn how to trust yourself and trust what's best for you I cannot explain some of the reasons why things happen but just yesterday I don't know it's like I had this feeling that came over me and I felt uneasy I was like "Mm, something don't feel right and it was just like I heard in my mind like go meditate go meditate and so right when I was going to meditate and turn on my phone I put on like this meditation sound or whatever. I saw I had a text message from someone and they was like, call me now. Call me when you get a chance. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this don't feel good. <laughs> you know how when you get one of them, you like, right, oh my God, right, what like, happened? Oh, what is it about? What happened? What it's happened? It just dropped in my gut. Right. And it just made me feel even more extremely like, oh, I need a, you know. So I did the meditation, the breath work. I felt myself calm down, even though my mind still was like, what's going on? Why did she send me that message? What happened? What happened? What happened? Yeah. And I felt so much better. And I felt, you know, after the meditation I felt my energy kind of calm down and I trust myself instead of just calling her I text her and said give me a few minutes is everything okay that's what I text her yeah and she didn't respond but I was like I'm not gonna call her until I get to my destination and I'm calm you know just trusting how you're feeling you don't want to invite negative energy if you're already feeling something uneasy yeah you want to trust your body trust what you're feeling trust what going on and calm yourself and get yourself where you're clear where you can receive whatever is going on embrace yourself for whatever news and of course when I did talk to her it was some unfortunate news about someone passing away and it was just like wow I'm glad that I prepared myself for this you know because sometimes we got to prepare ourselves for what we take in yeah especially when it doesn't feel right it's like my spirit knew that was coming and it was preparing me like go meditate before Mm -hmm. I even saw the text you know and so you really got to be aware of those things and I think that is so important because we can just be going throughout life and jump whenever people call you know yeah so. And you know what? When you were mentioning the, the whole thing about trusting yourself more than others, I feel like, you know, it made me think about something how oftentimes people, they can be a reflection of the people around them. Mm-hmm. And it could be friends mm-hmm. and it can be family. And I think sometimes the ideas or the insecurities of those people, whether it's friends or family, if you trust and believe them too much, that'll be a hindrance from you to be able to do the things that you may desire. Mm-hmm. And it can be a hindrance for you to be able to do things that you're capable of doing. Yes. You know, just think about the many people who have been in environments where they've been told something was too big. Mm -hmm. or something was too challenging, or you're not that type of person, you're not smart enough, or you're not, you know, athletic enough, or you're not skilled enough to be able to do something. And they believed it. Yeah. And because they believed it, and they trusted that word, they in turn didn't even try. They didn't even attempt to do some of the things that they potentially could have been capable of doing. And Mm -hmm. I think that's why it's important to really trust yourself and not just the words around you. I think sometimes we can search for affirmations and 
and others. Mm -hmm. But I think ultimately it's important that we trust the words that we are telling ourselves, the things that we are building up in ourselves so that we don't allow somebody else to stop us from doing things that we are capable of doing. Yes, I'm so glad you said that because I want to add to that. Not only trust yourself more than others, but also trust yourself more than your physical reality. Yeah, Because I think we get so caught up in what we see physically, not knowing how things shift and change and how things can go. But you got to really tap into the inner knowings, the invisible, the God knowing that's in you, that's telling you, you know, everything is going to work out, even though physically it don't look like it's going to work out. Or, you know, God may be telling you to trust this process. You're going to get through this situation, even though it don't look like you're going to get through this situation. And nothing physically has shown you any evidence of what you know on the inside. And you have to be able to trust that so much more than you trust this tangible, physical universe this external matter universe is made of matter, but you got to go beyond that yeah. and really trust the unseen because everything that is seen was first unseen. You know, we are all spiritual beings that have evolved. And so we got to understand that. Yeah. And I think when you're in that space, what that results in is you being able to make decisions based on your own confidence and not the confidence of others. You can make those decisions and say, you know what, regardless of somebody saying this might be too big or this might be too much or I don't have the experience to do something. I'm confident enough to say I can make the decision to accept this opportunity and I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to do the necessary the necessary work to be able to get this thing done. And I'm more than capable of accomplishing this thing and I know it for sure regardless of what people may think around me I'm not going to receive those toxic emotions based off of someone else's insecurities I'm going to receive the fact that I'm more than capable and I'm confident that I can get this job done or I can succeed or I can prosper or I can flourish Mm. and experience life the way that I truly desire without the hindrance of everybody else's ideas yes and that leads me to the next one you want to live it up now is the time which means no matter what your situation is in your life right now you want to seize this moment we have one life this is, this is a gift this is a moment that we need to embrace I think about just how this is like last week I was dealing with something. I was really working on this big project and things didn't go through the way I wanted it to go through. And so I was feeling kind of down and this thought came to me and it was just like, do or no it was like live as if it's already done and I was like live as if it's already done and I said what would I do if it was already done and I was just like I'm gonna go have fun I'm gonna do something I'm gonna go and one of the things I like to do to have fun is hike and put it on my music everybody else don't always feel like that's fun (laughs) but I got my headphones I turned up the music and I hiked and I was just in a whole nother realm I went from feeling vibing yeah vibing right (laughs) 
day I was in another <laughs> ramp. <laughs> but I was just like, I'm not going to let that situation hold me down. I'm going to live my life as if it's already done. We don't give ourselves permission to be happy because we looking at what we need done. Oh, I don't deserve to be happy right now because I still got to pay that bill. Or I still got to figure out this financial situation. But you can live your life and thrive in this moment as if it's already done. Yeah, that makes me think about this article I was reading where it was talking about the importance of living in the presence. Yeah. You know, because I think the article was explaining that 50 percent of people dwell on things of the past and 50 percent dwell on things of the future. But it can be a hindrance to your presence when you stay in any one of those places. Yes. You have to be able to say, regardless of where I want to be in the future mm-hmm. or where I've been in the past, I'm going to enjoy where I'm at right now. That's right. You know, and not allow any of those like what potentially could happen or what has already happened stop you from enjoying where you are right now. Just like you said, you know, you want to live today like whatever you're aspiring to have has already happened and you don't want to live in a place of weight or limbo because you haven't achieved it yet. You know, I think that when it comes to living it up and enjoying yourself, you got to be in a space where you can compliment yourself. You can have those moments of gratitude. You can have those moments where you just laughing, you having a good old time. But ultimately, it's important to clear yourself of anything that can be hindering how you feel today and experiencing life to the fullest. Yeah. You know, you know what? That leads me to my book, one of my best selling books, You Are Enough, Overcoming People Pleasing and Emotionally Unavailable Relationships. I think that book was really the life changer in just me writing that book and really getting to a place of learning how to detox those emotions. So I do want to encourage our listeners, if you haven't read You Are Enough, go to realloveexist.com and check that book out. Go ahead and order it and get that book. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really enjoy this conversation. Great combo. Yes. We want to encourage you all. If you enjoyed it, go ahead and leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts. Also, be sure to share this episode with your friends and family. And we look forward to connecting with you in the next podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, be blessed. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to the Rainy Howard Show. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and let us know on social media. Tag us. Let us know what you enjoyed. And yes, connect with us. Go to realloveexist.com. Get some free resources and best-selling books and all there. Thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, be blessed.